0: This is the Champagne and Socks Podcast. I'm Elisa. I'm giving up on finding a slot in my day, in the week, that is child-free or noise-free. I'm recording this and we'll see what happens. There might be babies crying, there might be toddlers coming in to chat. Let's just do it. I thought I might do a what's just come off and what's on my needles episode because I feel like I'm in a little bit of a groove. My fingers are finally at a point where I can reasonably wield a thin sewing needle. So I've been trying to manically catch up on my quilt block swaps because I had a few that I was holding up in the chain and then when I finished one another one came in. I've actually finished two. I had two here and then a third one came in. Both of the ones that I finished were the everybody does the same pattern team. And I have to say I'm further in the line than my mum. And my mum keeps on making all the templates and then including the templates as she posts the packs on. So it's a little cheat for me because I just then have to pick my fabric and cut out and sew. So that's been actually quite quick and I've done Heidi's and I've sent that off. I also did my New York Beauty block for Frances. She wasn't necessarily wedded to you have to do a New York beauty, but I took the took up the challenge to actually do one because I love this block so much and I want to play around with it a lot, but they're really fiddly in that they're lots and lots of little pieces to piece. This is the block that I designed myself. I picked some colours that I thought worked with her I think there was only three blocks that I inherited so I tried to work with that and then I decided not to piece my four quarters as one circle but mismatched to kind of get that dynamic feeling that New York beauty has and I'm really looking forward to at some point sitting down and doing my own New York beauty quilt where you do that and you create like a kaleidoscope or you create movement. You can do lots of things with it. You can have cogs and wheels going on. You can play with the colours and do each square, not all in the same fabrics. So you can play with darks and lights that way. Or you can piece your quarters off centre to each other and do other things. There's, there's so much you can do. I feel like that will be a rabbit hole where I'll fall down and want to do like 28 quilts trying different things. So that's sort of in the future. They're quite fiddly because as I said there's lots and lots of pieces for each quarter and they're also all circular so then that's a little bit fiddly to figure out how to sew on a circle. I kind of have figured it out and it's a lot to do with pinning but it's still not as easy as pinning triangles or something together because you kind of have to ease fabrics into each other. I've got one more quilt block sitting there to do. And then I'm up to date. And that means I've actually finished one whole team's worth. The other team has a bit of a hold up. So I'm still waiting for those. I got my quilt back though in one of the parcels. My nine blocks for my red team, my easy block. I chose to do a variation on a log cabin. It ended up being ridiculously hard and I felt bad about that. It's supposed to be an easy block but there were a lot of Y seams. I ended up picking one that again has movement across the quilt where... The log cabin kind of comes out looking like whirls. It's probably like angular swirls maybe is the best way to describe that. I had a quick look at the nine blocks that I got back to see if I could figure out how to actually piece them and it's not instantly obvious and I'm not sure whether I'll just piece them all together or whether I'll put borders on them. I've just packed that up and put that in the to be done queue because that's too hard right now. So that's sewing at the moment and I'm kind of excited because I'm currently sewing and knitting at the same time if you've known me a while this is like my ongoing existential crisis can I be completely immersed in two different crafts at the same time and I had always said that I couldn't if I was knitting I was 100% knitting and obsessively sew for like nine months and ignoring quilting and the reverse But at the moment, I'm managing to do both. And it's because I've managed to break everything down into really small tasks. If I feel the flow and I want to do a ton of stuff on one thing, I'm doing that. But I'm completely obsessed at the moment with Habitica. It's an online game for self-productivity. I'm in a quest party so I'm playing with other people which gives that added accountability. If you don't do your daily tasks other people suffer and I'm completely obsessed with this. Habitica H-A-B-I-T-I-C-A you basically set up your daily tasks, you set up habits that you want to get established in your life, and you set up a to-do list. And in my to-do list, I'm really running a lot of my projects. I have so many projects on in my life, and it's so hard to keep track of them. This is the one software that I've kind of found best suits me doing getting things done the best, because I guess there are lots of instant rewards. You win prizes basically you win gold you win experience to level up and you get to hack dragon eggs or whatever and then feed them every time you do a task you might get a reward and clearly I'm a Pavlov dog I can't tell you how much it's changed my daily life of getting things done but it's also helping me track a lot of projects so I'm actually doing my craft projects through there so things that I actually genuinely want to get done I'm adding and then I'm breaking them down into much shorter tasks that are easy to do so for example choosing the fabrics for a quilt block Once I've done that, that's a tick. Cutting out the... The piecing, piecing it and then posting it off. But then I'm also doing for bigger knitting projects, for example, I cast on a cardigan that I'm knitting along with Deb, and that's the kind of thing that you need to do every day. And if you incrementally do something every day, you will actually get to the end, which is something that I often forget. So I've just got a daily habit that every day I want to knit on this cardigan, and that's what I do. And as long as I pick it up and I do it, I get a tick, and that cardigan is moving. Because I am still knitting mittens I'm working on my rewards that we promised for the possible campaign we ran for one of my publishing projects and that's kind of like the most urgent craft thing that I need to do so I've got that as a daily and I'm working on those and I've got the first ones off in the mail and I finally am on the second of the second set this one was ridiculously hard i had asked the person what colors they wanted and i found a really fantastic colorway in space cadet and i think i'd bought some of her random offcut ones and i thought oh this will be great but i just couldn't i think the yarn was too light weight or the ply wasn't tight enough but it was really fiddly to use with cables with tiny mini cables on 2.25 needles it was just i false started three times and I just could not progress and it was like a week and a half or two weeks on these mittens and I was like I found this such a quick knit the first time which is why I was doing a second set what's going on so I defaulted back to my blue moon fiber arts and I made a very important decision uh, (laughs) a really important decision I delved into my socks that rock rocking sock club Stash. I joined that club back when it started early 2000s and I was a member for several years and I'm pretty sure I've never knit any of the socks. I have used some of the yarn maybe two or three out of the huge stash. It's not a small stash. And I just keep believing that one day I'm going to sit down and actually just work my way through the pattern and the corresponding yarn. And you know, I think after 10 years, you just kind of have to admit you're not going to actually do that and that that's okay. And that maybe I liked getting the parcels in the mail. Maybe I liked being part of a bigger group of people who were excitedly part of something. And maybe I don't really like doing fiddly socks. Some of those patterns are really hard and socks which i love i love handmade socks don't get me wrong but they have a limited lifespan they do felt and die and shrink in the wash they do get holes and unravel and die socks have a limited lifespan so i kind of feel like the effort to put into making them should kind of reflect that which is why I've never really gotten deeply into lace knitted socks so it feels like a massive step forward to just say no it's okay if I like the yarn I'm just going to use it for something else so I actually grabbed a yarn colorway called Mustang Sally which is deep reds with flecks of lighter red through it and that's the second pair that I'm knitting of fingerless mittens you can check out my Ravelry for the pattern which is called how many L's that's the one that I found a lot of errors in the pattern I emailed the designer Kate and she actually updated the patterns so the patterns now as I believe it to be correct I love The second pair that I'm knitting and again really really quick knit like basically one fingerless mitten knit in maybe two nights not spending a lot of time on it because again it's just one of my daily tasks it's not the only craft I've been working on. So really quick knit I'm kind of eyeing them off and wondering if I need to use the second half of that skein to make myself a pair or whether the final person who signed up for that reward will get theirs in Mustang Sally. Haven't yet decided. That's everything that's on my needles. Update on the flamingo mittens: my friend had actually forgotten about them. I still feel like I need to bring this project to close. I went into a knitting shop specifically last week or the week before and grabbed a new set of needles. They are not the right size. I think 2.75 is not an Australian size that's readily available. I can't find it really anywhere. So I think I bought three millimeter. I'm going to knit the second one and then I'm going to measure it. I'm not even going to compare when I begin. I'm just going to knit the second one and see what happens. And if I need to unpick the first one, that's what I will do. Because unpicking and re is sometimes quicker than indecision about how to fix the problem. You've been listening to the Champagne and Socks Podcast, a twice-weekly podcast of all things craft, dropping Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can now subscribe via iTunes, leave a review if you like, join the craft circle and tell us what you're working on this week. Email me at champagneandsocks at gmail.com or find me on Twitter as champagnesocks. I'm over on Ravelry as girly jones. Also find the Ravelry group champagne and socks. Finally photos and links for this episode can be found in the show notes at champagneandsocks.com. Speak to you later.